Yeah, yeah. Ball so hard, you better believe me, it's scary. It's basketball at the bar with Calvin and Barry. So put a tip in the jar, cause these dudes can really fill it up. Whether it's buckets you need enough just a beer in a cup. We're here for fresh conversations. Got some delicious libations. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notifications. My boys got you covered like you being guarded by pay. From the glove to the cloth and everyone else in between. Calvin and Barry got everything that you need. So sit back, relax, because we're starting the show. It's basketball at the bar. Grab your drinks and let's go. Yeah, yeah. Grab a drink and let's go. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Subscribe to the channel and turn on the notification. Let's get it. What up, ballers? Welcome to Basketball at the Bar. Join us live every weekday for the best NBA podcast here on YouTube, where the takes are hot and the drinks are cold. There's no dress code, and you can take us wherever you go. So pull up a stool, drop a like, and don't forget to subscribe. This is Basketball at the Bar. Grab your drinks, and let's go. Calvin, it's Thursday. It's finals day. It is finals day. It's it's a good Thursday here, so... Uh, we're enjoying it, and as you mentioned, yes, it is the very first day of the NBA Finals. Extremely exciting day for us here at Basketball at the Bar. I hope you guys are all excited. Shout out to everybody that's watching. We appreciate you all. We have a busy schedule today. We're going to talk about the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about some injury concerns. We're going to talk about our favorite Finals moments. Um, you know, We're going to talk about some betting odds that we like. Three players returning to Gonzaga, withdrawing from the NBA draft yesterday. LeBron is officially a billionaire. What that means for the NBA and other players like him. Uh, there might be a new owner for the Portland Trailblazers soon. And we're going to talk about the New York Knicks coaching staff, followed up by Q&A. So we have a lot of stuff to go over today. Make sure you guys stay tuned. And also, please don't forget to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're not subscribed already. Calvin and I will be putting out a ton of content this summer uh, on drafts, uh, on rebuilds, on free agency, NBA 2K stuff, a lot of good basketball content. So, you know, as they say, Calvin, basketball never stops. Never. And neither do we. All right, before we jump into anything, you wanna uh, anything you want to mention about today so far? Uh, just couple quick injury updates Gary Payton the second Andre Iguodala and Otto Porter Jr. all full participants in practice yesterday including scrimmaging according to Steve Kerr they're still all listed as questionable for game one um, I think Porter Jr. probably has the best odds to play out of all three of these guys but we will see you know we're still three hours away from tip uh, from tip off so it, they're definitely trending in the right direction. They're, they're being a little, as you would imagine, coy with how mm -hmm. close exactly these guys are. Andre Iguodala actually had some very interesting comments. If you read between the lines, it sounds like maybe he won't play at all in the series. It's kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah. We, we shall see. I mean, according to ESPN here, Iguodala and Gary Payton are both listed as out. But we talked about that yesterday too, right? And you're like, in the notes it says day-to-day, -day, but the designation is out. Mm -hmm. There's some funny business going on here, but yeah, it's quite unfortunate for Andre Iguodala if he is not able to play. Uh, I know this is the moment that people save themselves for, right? This entire season is, it's all worth it if you get to play here in the finals. 
he could potentially win a ring here, which I know he would love, but uh, he definitely wants to get on the court. So we yeah. will see what happens there. Golden State is still favored by three and a half in this game. Uh, it's going to be a really exciting, fun game to watch. I know you and I might be heading to a local brewery after this to go watch the game. That should be a lot of fun. And then I see here, Game 1 posts the highest average ticket price in Chase Center history. Wow. $873. Average ticket price. That's the average ticket price for any seat in the building is $873 for Game 1. Highest average ticket price for any event since the Chase Center opened in 2019. To put that in comparison... Metallica played a concert at the Chase Center recently. The average ticket price for that show was $572. So this is $300 more per head. And this is basically the first year the Warriors are in the playoffs and in the finals, right, since the new Chase Center has been built. I know that number seems high, but I'm looking at that, and I'm like, this number seems a little low for me. If that's the average ticket price, that means there's tickets selling for probably $200, $300, $400 to average out the people that are spending tens of thousands of dollars on tickets. I'm surprised that this is not the minimum ticket price because there's a lot of wealthy people in the Bay Area. That's true. And this is the Warriors' first Uh, chance I wouldn't want to pay uh, $200 to sit where that seat was going to get me, though. That's for sure. I'd I'd rather watch it at a local bar. Very, (laughs) very, very true. And on that point, that kind of you know, maybe dictates a cap of what the lowest ticket price actually could be, right? Because if you're a tech entrepreneur or somebody that's rolling up in your Benz or or your Audi, are you sitting in the nosebleeds? Nope. Probably not. So, yeah, that's that is quite interesting there. I was watching uh, Sports Center today, and it was actually, I think, on Jalen Jacoby. They were talking about it. It's a quote from Draymond Green. And he says, no one has ever beaten us whole. He goes back to the time they lost to the Cavaliers, and he's like, well, I was suspended, and I think it was game five. Yep. Uh, then he talks about, you know, their loss to the Raptors, and KD gets injured, Clay Thompson's injured. Yep. What, what are your thoughts on this statement? Um, it's not something that I would say before the series started. That's... That's just me personally. Draymond Green is obviously a different personality than I am, um, and they've done it in the past, so why not? You know, they're they're kind of flexing their experience muscle here right now, mm-hmm. right, on against a team that has absolutely zero NBA final game experiences on their roster. So, you know, it, I'm not surprised to hear Draymond say it. I, I do think it's – not exactly true. Yes, he was suspended for game five of that series, but he played after that. And that's his fault. And they fault. still lost. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really buying this. What's up, Key Kings? Good to see you in the chat. I, I'm not really buying this at all because the game he was suspended, Kevin Love was out with a concussion because Draymond Greed elbowed him in the head. So Cleveland wasn't whole either. But... I get what he's trying to do here, but I'm not buying it at all. And I feel that, like, any team in the NBA could say this. No one has ever beaten us whole because the Warriors' first championship, uh, what was it, Love had his elbow injured or dislocated or shoulder due to, uh, what is that, Kelly Olenek? Yeah. Kyrie Irving had the busted kneecap. 
Then you just look at all these teams that the Warriors built to make it to the finals, or I mean, sorry, beat to make it to the finals. You got, you know, Chris Paul was injured in there. Uh, you have a Harden injury. You have the injury to uh, Kawhi Leonard when he gets stepped under by uh, yeah. Zaza. Injuries are part of the game. And if you make it to the finals and your team is 100% healthy, like, that's very rare. That's true. Very rare. Yeah, well, I mean, if you want to go by as black and white as you can make this, Jordan and Pippen are really the only people that can ever s- legitimately say that, right? Yeah. 6 and 0. Oh. Maybe Bill Russell. No loss. Bill Russell lost. Yeah. But he, was his he team lost to the Warriors. The last was his time. team Yes, pole? absolutely they were. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting statement uh, because injuries are part of the game. But uh Draymond Green doing his thing, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's a very Draymond Green thing to say. Not, no one is surprised by that. Oh, man. I'm looking here at favorite finals moments ever. Are there any that pop into your head? Because I well, have a yes. lot. The, I mean, yeah, there are a ton, you know, and the more you think about it, the more it will, will come to you. But it, the very first two that immediately come to my mind are the LeBron block yep. in Game 7. Definitely. And Jordan's lap what was supposed to be the last jump shot he ever made in game six in Utah Mm -hmm. to clinch his sixth NBA championship. Those two moments to me, I will never, ever forget as long as I live. Yeah, I mean, there's so many good finals moments, and a lot of these moments even come after the game's already done. Like, just looking at LeBron winning his first championship in Miami and the way he was looking at the trophy – uh, D-Wade jumping up on uh, the announcer's table and celebrating um, the block that you mentioned, the chase down. That was an amazing play, and the Kyrie Irving three after that. There's a lot of good finals moments here. Um, it's really hard to pick one, but if I had to, it would probably be that chase down block is my favorite so far. Yeah. Pretty Amazing just an play. incredible play. Amazing Such play. Such an incredible play. And you just watch that thing over and over again, yeah. and you're like, okay, LeBron was over here. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you, It's more amazing to watch <laughs> it from the tail end of the Golden yeah. State possession. Like, just the block itself is great, but to see him cover 94 feet, yep. the, the speed that he did, it, yeah, it, man, that was an incredible play. And this was game seven. Yeah. Like, literally the last game of the season that you could ever play Mm -hmm. in the final minutes of the game. And LeBron had enough energy to chase this guy down full court and block. And the timing is just incredible. Great, great play. Great play. Yeah, that may have been the last time that we ever saw LeBron at his peak ability, both offense and defense, right? Like that. After that, he kind of he's still a great defender even today, but he he has to he can't give the maximum effort anymore like that. Oh no, he's getting older and he's got to do so much, yeah. um, which is which is really tough. But a lot of good final moments, that's for sure. Key King says if Steph wins the chip and Finals MVP, is Steph in your guys's top ten all time? I'm gonna let you keep, answer this. We keep again, getting Cal. this question. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I think he was already close to being in my top ten before this. So I, I would I really have to sit down and think about what my top ten is, I guess, first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Jay Drew? Good to see you here. Yeah, it's that's really tough for me too. Um you know, we've been talking about the last week and how championships 
they have a weight on how great you are, but the weight is maybe not as great as people think it is because it's a team award. Yeah. Finals MVP, I'm kind of mixed, right? Because it's an individual award on top of a team award. Like your team has mm -hmm. to be great enough to win the championship for you to win finals MVP. We saw just a few years ago, LeBron James led his team in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, lost in the finals, didn't win finals MVP. So it's it's finals MVP is a little less of an individual award than you'd really think, right? It's 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 individual performance in a short amount of time, but your team has to be great enough to kind of bring you over that that hump. Yeah, I, I'm more like the, a top 10 list is so hard to make. I, I'm, I much more stick to top five. Like I think yeah. it's much easier to list a top five than it is to list a top 10. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with that. I want to hear from you guys. Is is Steph Curry in your top 10 all time? I know many Steph people. Steph is not in my top five. I will say that. I know many people that Steph is already in their top 10, no matter what happens here. Um, Calvin and I were talking about it like two days ago, how hard it is to rank Steph Curry in terms of all-time greats because, yes, he changed the game. Yes, he's the best shooter of all time. I think he's one of the best ball handlers of all time. But as far as like a lot of the other aspects of his game, yes, he's good at a lot of things, but he is limited in some aspects. Some of it's due to his size uh, and physical abilities. But you know, you're ranking this guy against people that were literally superhuman, that could dunk from the free throw line, that could just you know dominate inside like a guy like Shaq. You know that have been such huge physical specimens that have physically dominated, mentally dominated, and skill-wise dominated. Curry's done two of those for me. Um, but, you know, basketball will always be a game of size, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's one thing that hurts him. Like, straight up. Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the the key, key kings, right? Like, there's, there's so many good players. Once you get farther and farther away from you know a top five or a top six seven mm -hmm. there are so many guys that i think you could equally say deserve to be eight nine ten eleven all that stuff so yeah and back what i was saying about Shaq, like how do you even compare Shaq to steph like I don't even know how to start that comparison. There is no comparison. You're like, okay. There's no comparison for Steph's anyone a, to Steph's a Shaq, better free much. throw shooter. <laughs> Steph's a better three-point yeah. shooter. Yeah. Shaq's got a better field goal percentage. Shaq yeah. wins in rebounds, blocks. Um, it's They're about to have the same number of championships here yes. if they win this year. But uh, the, it's the just big, so hard. The big difference for me between Shaq and almost any player that I would put in the top five is Shaq is so unique and so just specialized in his ability. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to actual basketball skill and basketball talent, he sure, he was one of the most athletic big men ever. Um, you know, he has skill, but when it comes to what you do on a basketball court, yep. ball handling, passing, shooting, so much of that stuff was not in Shaq's game. Yep. So in terms of just pure basketball ability, I would actually put a lot of players ahead of him. Mm -hmm. it, he's just such a unique, unstoppable force yep. that nobody 
has ever seen, and he he put up insane numbers because of those physical gifts, right? Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, that's what makes it so hard. It, it really is. All right, we're going to talk about the finals here a little bit more, but before we do that, I just kind of want to jump into some of these other subjects. Calvin's got a lot of stuff to talk about today, so uh, I'm excited for it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I I keep saying it over and over and over again, and I'm going to say it again. This Celtics team was below 500 in January. You and I talked about, maybe not on this show, but on Royal Rebounds, we talked about Maybe it's time to move on from one of these guys. I think we both were like, Jason Tatum is by far the better player. If you're going to move somebody, you should move Jalen Brown. You know, bring in some more pieces, maybe guys that fit better um, next to Jason Tatum. They proved us wrong. They proved a lot of people wrong. Now they're in the NBA Finals. We're seeing a new duo here, Tatum and Brown. What's their ceiling, Calvin? Uh, what do you expect from these guys, not only this NBA Finals, but in years to come? Well, first of all, I just want to say I think maybe people are forgetting that these guys already had a lot of success and success in the postseason before this year, and -hmm. they're still both very, very young. Um, Yes, they had the the rough start this year, and – it, it maybe had been a couple years. I think they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last in 2018. Um, so they had, you know, kind of dropped off a little bit since that moment. And people were wondering, like you said, is it is it going to work long term? These guys are incredible. I, I think it's still very early, um, and this is their first finals. But I think we could be witnessing the creation of one of the all-time great duos before our very eyes. Wow. Like, to me... I'm not saying that they're Jordan and Pippen. I'm, that's not what I'm saying here. But in terms of duos that play those two positions that have similar skill sets, this might be the closest thing we've seen since that. That they're they're going to continue to get better, and these are just coincidental stats. It has nothing. You you can't really take anything from this, but I think it's still interesting. Jordan and Pippen in their first 11 playoff series together. This will be this finals is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum's 12th playoff series together. Mm-hmm. When they're healthy together. In Jordan and Pippen's first 11 playoff series, they went 8 and 3. Mm-hmm. Brown and Tatum also 8 and 3. Yep. 1991, Jordan and Pippen win their first NBA championship in their 12th playoff series. This is Jason Brown, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's 12th playoff series they're in the nba finals so again those are just total coincidences it's nothing is it that maybe maybe (laughs) it's something more but uh, no i really think that these guys what is the ceiling for them the the ceiling is the sky or the what did jordan say the floor is the ceiling or something like that something stupid um I, i think they have all the the potential in the world like this could be the catalyst this nba finals appearance whether they win or lose that means that these two guys are in conversation for the NBA fi- NBA championship every single year uh, for a long, long time. Uh, they're, they've really impressed me. I think Tatum, we've talked about it a bunch in this postseason. He, to me, is working himself into being the face of the league. Yep. Uh, I, I think he's an incredible player. So this could be the start of a really big run here. 
Yeah, yeah, I hear everything that you're saying. Um, and these guys do seem to complement each other very nice. If I'm just going to play devil's advocate here and kind of look at it from the other side, is there anything that could happen in this year's NBA Finals where if you're the Celtics, you might think about splitting up this duo? Oh, I, not anymore. I think those thoughts are so long gone at this okay. point. Yeah, cool. I, I, I would be... I would ask anybody to give me a reason right now that you'd want to split them up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they're they two highly drafted players by the Celtics that have established themselves. They, they've grown together, and they're playing really well together. But, you know, as great as they are, I got to say that a lot of their success comes from other guys as well, like Marcus Smart. Of course. Robert Williams. Game. Yeah. So, for me, I'm looking more at like a big three of Marcus Smart, Jalen Jalen uh, Brown and Jason Tatum. I think that those are your three main guys, and I think that they kind of all complement each other great. You know, they've played together for so much time, and that's one thing that's really, uh, you know, rare these days is to have a young duo like this that's actually been able to play together for a certain amount of years. Like you mentioned, they played in 12. This would be their 12th playoff series together. That's a lot of time to kind of grow together, to figure out everybody's game, and then go back each offseason and say, okay, I'm Marcus Smart. I need to improve my three-point percentage to help these other two guys out. Or I need to do this to put Jalen Brown in a better position. Or this helps Jason Tatum get open. And, you know, it's great coaching. It's culture. It's team. Um, I think they've done a wonderful job. But I think the sky's the limit for these two, for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. Do you think Jalen Brown will ever be a better player than Jason Tatum? Ooh. Because, and the reason I say that is, you know, everybody likes to just say Jordan's the best of all time, right? Like that's an easy clickbaity common thing is Jordan's the greatest. Jordan's the greatest. No one really talks about Scottie Pippen in the greatest of all time conversation, right? But if, you were to remove Jordan, maybe not like entirely because, yes, he only won championships with Jordan, and that helped a lot, but Jordan didn't win any championships without Scotty as well. But if you yeah. were just to look at Scotty's game, the things that he can do, his stats, all that stuff together, like this dude could be considered one of the greatest players of all time, potentially top five, top ten. Yeah. So – I mean, I, I think he is considered one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, but nobody really says that. You know, you never really hear about him in the GOAT debate. Never. GOAT debate, no. No. And he's, but I think. when he, you play next to the guy that's considered the exactly, GOAT, right? Like, exactly. So <laughs> how kinda, do you get any votes? So kind of what I'm getting at here is, will Jalen Brown always be in Jason Tatum's shadow? Or could Jalen Brown end up being the better player out of out of this tandem? Well, it's definitely possible. Like, I don't think that will happen ultimately, but they're, it's 1A and 1B, you know, just like Jordan and Pippen. They, they needed each other. They mm -hmm. both complemented each other so well. The fact that they're, they were both the two best lockdown defenders the NBA had ever seen at that time on the same team, and they could both score, like, that's what made them so great. And Brown and Tatum, I think you can say a lot of the same things about them. They maybe haven't reached the same level defensively that Jordan and Pippen were on, but they have the, the ability, and they're on the right path right now. They mm -hmm. just 
this season finished, uh, you know, with the best team defense in the NBA. And we've seen individually these guys play phenomenal. Tatum's defense in this postseason has really blown me away with his ability to shut down Kevin Durant in the open seri- opening series. Um, I agree here with this comment that right now Brown is very uh, um, careless with the basketball at times. His biggest Achilles heel is con- like a, this stretch where he goes two, three turnovers in a row, mm-hmm. doesn't quite have the ball handling skills maybe that Tatum does. Um, they're both phenomenal scorers, phenomenal shooters. So, it, to me, it, it's it's just a good problem to have for Boston, right? Like, if Brown actually does become a better player than Jason Tatum, that you can't ask for a better scenario than that, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if you were to rank this tandem as far as like tandems currently in the nba are they number one for you is there a better tandem that's currently in the nba and that that's the a tough question right because there's a it lot is. of threes but there are if a lot you were of to look at like Giannis and and middleton or lebron and ad Kawhi and paul george um trying to think of some of these other tandems like, like gobert and donovan mitchell i guess yeah maybe bam and jimmy yeah, well, it's harder when you start throwing in the, the guard and center duos, right? Because yeah. it, it doesn't really match. Like, I'm taking the skill level of Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum over any guard-center combination that you can come up with. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is an interesting one, right? Because we just haven't seen Kawhi lately. And the last time we saw him, he was arguably the best two-way player in the game. So that's the one to me that could maybe sway things a little bit but in, in terms of future success i don't see anybody coming close to what the the potential that tatum and brown have yeah yeah i mean the potential's there and and that's the greatest thing about this this combo right is they're this good right now and they have the potential as well which is very hard to find in the nba and they're both locked up long term for the boston yeah. celtics so yeah. Good news for Boston's fans, that's for sure. All right. Uh, it looks like Relaxation wants to jump here into our bet us prop bets for the NBA Finals. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into that. Real quick, we're going to remind you all that we are sponsored by Bet Us. So if you guys want to bet with us, go ahead and click on the link in the description down below, Bet Us. Uh, if you deposit $50, you get 125% bonus on top of that. And uh, you can bet on all things NBA. You can bet horse racing, football, hockey, all these interesting things. Uh, but right now we're talking about the NBA Finals. So, Calvin, Warriors are favored by three and a half in this. Who are you taking tonight? I like the Warriors to win game one. And, yeah, the the spread is fine with me. I think that... The rest is definitely going to help Golden State. They're at home. Uh, you know, Steph and, and Clay, I think, will come out hot from the beginning. And I would take the Warriors to win minus three and, three and a half, and I'd take the over in this game as well. Okay. And I believe the over currently is, what is it here, 214. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good bet there. Uh, what about first basket scored? This one is such a, like, crapshoot literally, right? I mean, if you just look at the odds, the lowest possible odds 
for this are J- is Jalen Brown at plus 400. Like, wow. You have a, a pretty good chance to make a, a decent amount of money no matter what here. Um, part of me wants to go like Draymond Green is plus 1,500. That's, oh, wow. that's wild, right? It's very possible. But any of these guys, you know, but uh, if I had to like legitimately put down a, a bet I would go Clay Thompson, and he's plus six hundred. Okay, so that that's a, seems like a pretty good bet to me. What's Curry at? Curry is also plus six hundred. Okay, and Tatum is plus six hundred as well. I think I'm going Curry, but I do like your Draymond Green pick. I, right? I like swing for the fences. I might or do come on, Looney. I is might also do plus fifty bucks on Draymond and fifty bucks on Steph Curry yeah. because. Yeah. I think the Warriors are going to score the first points in this game, and I think the place is going to absolutely erupt. Yeah. There's been many fans waiting for this moment. They have their new arena. I remember there were all the quotes saying that this new arena is literally printing money, and then all of a sudden there's a virus on the loose and shuts <laughs> everything down, not to mention the injuries to Clay Thompson, yep. the losing of Kevin Durant, yep. stuff like that. Um, so this is really their first time to make some money here at this new arena it shows in the average yeah. ticket price of $873. And I could totally see, you know, the Warriors are such this, like, unselfish superstar team, right? So I could totally see if they get the opportunity to score first, they're going to want Clay to take that shot, right? Like, man, yeah. you, you worked so hard to get back here. We made it to the finals. <laughs> Clay, take us take us to the promised land. Hit that first three. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's a good point. Uh, you have any other favorite – prop bets or player bets from this uh this game or this series uh yeah there's a couple things so again you know i'm kind of looking at stuff where you can really maximize your your winnings here i think curry's gonna come out hot in this this first game right right from the beginning mm-hmm. all everybody's talking about you know finals mvp is the last thing that he needs to cement the legacy and all yep. this stuff so i th- he will be it will be really tough for him against the tough boston defense but he's plus 1600 right now for 12 or more points and three or more assists in the first quarter wow it that's a really good quarter but again you know i if anybody can come out and knock down three threes really quickly, it's Steph Curry. Yeah. So I kind of like that bet. I also like – We got Ethan here in the chat. So oh, here we go. Tell him all the alpha now. Ethan, <laughs> go to the description down below. Click on the link. Sign up. Deposit 50 bucks. Calvin's going to give you all the tips right now so you don't have to ask us later. Um, so I, I really like that for the game. There are a couple bets for the entire series that I think are, are really reasonable too. Marcus Smart plus 280 to have one or more steal in every game. I think is a pretty reasonable bet to to make. I also like, I I was torn on this one, Kevon Looney or Al Horford to average 10 rebounds a game for the series. I think either one is actually a reasonable bet. And both of them are sitting at, where are we here? Both of those bets are plus 380 right now. Okay. Pretty reasonable, I would say. I also like it's plus 225 for any player to record a triple-double at any point in the series. Oh, wow. Okay. like that bet a lot. I think Draymond will sneak in some game here where he has like 11 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists or something like that. I mean, we could even see Al Horford potentially have a game like that as well. Not many guys in this series that post triple-doubles are close to it other than those two guys. But uh, it might be worth it. I mean, it's it could be a long series. 
Um, and I definitely think it's going to take Draymond Green having a triple-double for the Warriors to win, and it's probably going to take Al Horford to have a triple-double in one of these yeah. games to win. So definitely good bets there. As always, none of this is financial advice. We're just degenerate gamblers like you all are as well, and we're just having fun. So uh, those are our picks. Any last ones before we move on? I mean, there's a bunch of them that are that are pretty wild in here. It's just crazy to me the stuff that you can actually bet on. Like it, Too bad there's not a coin flip <laughs> before every game, right? Right. You can, for example, you can bet on uh, what the distance of the longest shot made will be wow. in the finals and who that person will be. As you can imagine, Steph Curry <laughs> is the favorite, minus yeah. 200. Over 40 that. feet? Yeah. Lo- uh, sh- total shots made from 35-plus feet. Okay. Wow. I like what that. Do you, what do you think? I'm going to say, is this for a game or the whole for series? For the whole series. Oh, wow. I'm going to go eight. Eight? Yeah. 35 feet or more? Yeah. Holy cow. So three or more right now is plus 5,000. Yeah. Let's go eight. <laughs> I don't even think you can make that bet. All right, let's eight. go three. Three plus. Three is, in, I'll say one, which is plus 200 right now. Okay. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on those. Eight. My goodness. What about blue or orange Gatorade? That Steph Curry drinks is what Ethan says. <laughs> uh, neither. Yellow. I think maybe blue because that's closer to Warriors colors. So I'll, I'll go with that. But, yeah, as, as Calvin said, all these bets are crapshoots. So <laughs> good luck. Don't sue us. Have fun. Let us know if you win. Don't let us know if, if you lose. All right. In other news. As we mentioned, yesterday was the last day for college players to withdraw from the NBA draft and retain their draft eligibility, or sorry, their NCAA eligibility for next season. Gonzaga's had three players withdraw, Drew Timmy, Julian Strother, and Razier Bolton. I probably butchered uh, a couple of those names. But interesting, uh, I was watching ESPN this morning, and they were just talking about it gives these guys a good option to improve their draft stock. Uh, going into next season, stuff like that. What are your thoughts on these moves? Uh, you know, it's it, it makes sense. These guys are all l- listening to agents and uh, parents. you know parents, but it's really all about money, right? Like, yep. If you're even if one person says that you're projected to be a, a lottery pick. It doesn't matter anymore. These guys are going. Yeah. There's too much money that is on the table there. For the these three players in particular, none of them are projected to be lottery picks. So mm-hmm. why not come back and, and uh, make another run at an NCAA championship? And on top of that, they can actually make money in they the can. NCAA <laughs> now, yeah, right? So can. it's it's kind of a little less in of a, a lot like... Of, a lot of cases, they pull. can make more money Yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit less of, of that pull of like, hey, we got bills to pay. I want to buy my mom a new house. Like, yeah. I'm declaring, I don't care as long as I'm drafted, right? And right. now players, right. which is probably better, you know, because now players are like, okay, I can kind of value my education plus how much I'm making here. And I still have potential to make the NBA in the future, you know, bearing a, a huge setback, an injury, something like that. So, more options are always better. So uh, happy to see these guys taking their careers and their lives, um, taking control of it themselves. And uh, hopefully they all improve their draft stock and, and are able to, to make it in next year's NBA draft and get drafted. Do you think that will reduce the one and done in colleges? I do. I do think it will. 
I think he's talking about being what paid. What exactly reduce? Being paid. I don't think that reduces it. Really? At all. No. Not at all? No. Okay. Because the the guys who are one and done, they're, they're going to make the same money in the NBA that they're making in college. So why there's no there's still no incentive to me. I'm it just, just saying it it's, just bridges the gap. Like like there's got to be some the, the players incentive that is need going, to. The incentive is going to college instead of going to one of these other leagues. Like we saw LaMelo go to New Zealand or Australia yeah. to play for a year instead of going Lithuania to college. Lithuania or something? I think he was there too, but he was more yeah. recently in uh, the NBL. So th- the incentive is is to get all the top players mm-hmm. in the country to play in college, but I don't think it changes the length of time that they play in college. If you're a top 10 pick, you're going to be done after a year. I, I agree with you, but I, I feel like there are some guys that it will make a difference. Like if you're projected to be pick number 25 or something like that, and you're like, okay, well, I can stay in college and still make money and, and maybe be pick 20 or pick 15 yeah. next year. I, I think it could help. Yeah. Yes, I think you're right. But uh, and for most of the one and done guys, that they're the, the top the, the yeah. cream of the crop. And they know yes, they're you only can, going for one Ethan's year. right here. You can make uh, one to two million a year in college now, but the number one pick in the NBA draft, that's like 10 million a year. Yeah. So there, there's still no, it, it doesn't help enough Yeah. It, to stop one and done. It will have, I think somewhat of an impact on, like I said, the lower guys, but there are a huge amount of guys that are just, they're in high school and they know I'm only going to the NBA for one year. College. Or, sorry, college for yeah. one year, and then I'm yeah. going straight to the NBA. And it doesn't matter. None of this is going to make a difference because they already chose their path before they even signed with a team. And mm-hmm. a lot of guys like Kalapari, you know, he's probably making promises to these players where it's like before you even sign on the dotted line to come to my school, you're going to the NBA next year. That's part of the plan already. So yeah. unless there's like a huge injury or something, you know, that sets them back. And a lot of these guys, you look at Kyrie Irving, Injured didn't even matter. Right, right. And this, this is a much bigger deal so. for like you were talking about the the next group of players, yeah. or even uh, athletes that play sports that don't have the money flowing into them like basketball and f- college basketball and college football do. Yep. You know now that you can make a few thousand or even higher than that, hundred thousand maybe dollars a year playing one of those lesser sports in terms of college financial mm-hmm. uh you know money flowing into these these sports that's where this deal really ma- is a, makes a big difference for people because now these guys can afford to go yep. to school and not yep. leave with a ton of student loan debt and all that stuff i do think it will have an impact on players we see going to the g league right because yep. that's kind of become an alternate route for a lot of guys where it's like college is not for me i need to make some money but i'm not ready for the nba yet I'm going to go play in the G League for a year and then go to the NBA. Could could kind of sway some of those guys to maybe go to college instead. Yeah. All right, next up, big news. It's official. LeBron has achieved one of his lifelong goals, and that is to become a billionaire. LeBron's net worth is officially over $1 billion. I remember hearing about this maybe 10 years ago, 12 years ago, where LeBron said it was a goal of his to become a billionaire. 
He wanted to own a team. He wanted to be the first athlete billionaire, which there are plenty by now. Kobe Bryant was there. Michael Jordan's there. He signed like a huge deal with Nike that was like over $200 million. And then he signed a lifetime contract with Nike. I'm talking about LeBron here. But he's officially a billionaire. Calvin, he's the only current billionaire playing in the NBA. What does this mean for him? What does this mean for the league? And what does this mean for for people that want to be him? Wow, those are all really tough questions to answer. Well, what does it mean for him is probably pretty simple. Like you said, he he accomplished one of uh, his life goals, and and that's pretty amazing um, yeah. to think of where this guy came from, and you know all the things that he had to deal with growing up, and not having a lot of money to to now be able to call yourself a billionaire is pretty cool. Uh, what does it mean for the league? I'm not really sure, actually. Like, yeah. I mean, it doesn't hurt the league, obviously, but a lot of hit this money that is now worth didn't come from basketball. Yeah, it came from other things. And don't forget, sure, this guy spends a million dollars related, a year yeah. on on his yeah. body. Yeah. So, and you know, what does it mean for future guys in in the NBA? It's just another goal to that they can see is achievable now right yeah. like it, it's just another step forward for everybody that comes after him there there's a joiner lucas has a song uh called yay's not crazy and he's <laughs> not, it, the whole thing is about kanye west and there's a a lyric in that song that says um something like never thought i'd be a billionaire but now maybe i can and he's referring to kanye you yeah. know so like obviously guys look up to people at the top of the list and yeah when somebody makes a yeah shout out that guy is a beast i love joiner lucas but um when somebody achieves a goal like this it means that everybody you know who's next in line now thinks that they can do the same thing mm -hmm. which is good and you can be crazy and be a billionaire at the same time. Those are not mutually yeah. exclusive yeah. <laughs> things, as we've seen with Kanye. But, uh, yeah, for me, this has a bigger impact on the league than anything else, in my opinion. And that's just LeBron achieved one goal to be a billionaire. I'm looking at his next goal, and he said that's to own an NBA team. So how long is that going to be? Before LeBron owns a team, I'm not quite sure. We just saw D-Way jump into ownership with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, we do have Jordan and Charlotte. U Utah Jazz. Isn't he a part owner of the Utah Jazz? Oh, sorry. Yes, Utah yeah. Jazz. I don't know why I was thinking Minnesota Timberwolves. I don't know. Anyways, Utah Jazz. And um, so I think LeBron is getting closer to that step. Obviously, you can't own a team while you're in the NBA, or at least I don't think you can, that would seem to be... I think that we call uh, that tampering at its a, finest. Yeah, right a there. little mixture there. But we <laughs> did see MJ be the GM and a player on a team, which was quite interesting. And we saw we haven't seen that since Bill Russell, right, with uh, the Boston Celtics GM, coach, player. Yep, yep. So we'll see how many years LeBron has left. I think he's, what, 38 in December this year. Um, and... He's definitely going to own an NBA team. For me, the question is which one. I know a lot of people are thinking Cleveland, but does Dan Gilbert want to sell the team to him? To him? I don't know. Everybody's got a price, probably. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, if if you're watching, uh, you know, I keep talking about it, but the Showtime Lakers show, Winning Time, Jerry Buss didn't have a price. Like, 
that team was his legacy. That team was everything for him. It didn't mm-hmm. matter if someone offered him all the money in the world. He's not gonna. He wasn't going to sell the Lakers. So it, it, it's interesting. Um, we'll see what happens. But if he does buy the Cavs, it will be incredible for sure. Get just get Elon to offer forty four <laughs> billion. Yeah, Dab. I mean, uh, I feel you. Every Shout out to NBA you. NBA team is worth more than a billion. Um, but you know, just because the team's worth a billion dollars doesn't mean uh, you can't afford it. Like we see people now that are their net worth is a hundred thousand, and they're buying you know a five hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar house. There's leverage. There's other ways. There's partners. Vivek owns the Kings. Uh, he's not the majority owner of the Kings. He's just the managing partner. So. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Jordan definitely got in at the right time. <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But well, uh, a lot of guys got in at a better time than Jordan. Yeah. I'm just if saying you're, players. If you're looking player at return wise. on your investment. Yeah. Yeah. Player wise. It's uh, it's interesting. But shout out to LeBron. Keep doing things. Um, the dude has been under the spotlight forever. And he's made a lot of good moves. I, I think there's only a few things that people could really legitimately point at and say, Eh, that was not the best move. But, like, the dude hasn't really screwed up. He doesn't have, like, scandals. He's not Squeaky in clean. trouble with the law or anything like that. Great role model. Uh, you know, money is not the most important thing in the world, but this definitely shows that LeBron knows what he's doing, and he's basically got to this point by empowering the people around him. Rich, Klein, or, uh, yeah, Rich, um, you know, one of his childhood friends, he believed in him, created a sports agency with him. So mm-hmm. it's more of a story about him and the people around him than just him. So it's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Losing to the Mavs in the finals. Haha, shout out to Dirk. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that was LeBron's choice. I don't know if you can consider that a bad move, but... uh I was more referring to the way people didn't like how he left Cleveland and uh, all this stuff and, and yep. maybe even going to the Lakers. But all right, let's move on, Calvin. Let's talk about Phil Knight. You got some news here? Yeah, we're talking about uh, teams, NBA teams selling and, and guys poten- who could potentially buy them. Phil Knight as w- along with uh, one of the part owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers, have officially put in a $2 billion offer sheet to buy the Portland Trailblazers. Wow. It remains to s- be seen whether that will be accepted, but Twitter, it, every Portland Trailblazers fan is uh, all in right now on Phil Knight buying this team. They, they really, really want that sale to go through. So. Of course, he's an Oregon guy. Uh, he's pumped a ton of money into the University of Oregon Athletic Department over the years. So the, the thought is maybe he will do the same to the Portland Trailblazers. All I know is if he buys that team, those jerseys are going to be dope. <laughs> right. That's all I know. I'm just looking here. Hoops Hype uh, posted an article in 2021, December, with team valuations. They had the Portland Trailblazers ranked 14th in the league in valuation. 2020, the valuation is 1.1 or 1.91 billion, and uh, 2021, 2.07 billion. So his offer is pretty close to that. Um, I, I definitely think he's got a good shot here. I think everybody knows, but I'm just going to ask you, Calvin. You know the most valuable franchise? Oh, it's the Knicks. And any guess on their valuation? 
Uh, did they crack five billion yet? Oh yeah, yeah. They cracked five billion in twenty twenty. Okay. So is it over six now? Or six still, point wow. one two. God, that's crazy. Billion dollars. And guess who comes in at number two? The Lakers. That would be the Golden State Warriors. Ooh. Officially, they uh, they passed the Lakers in twenty twenty. They're six point zero three billion dollars. I'm sure some of this has to Nuts. do with their success and uh, their image and their new arena. Lakers come in number three on this list, $5.63 billion. Just ridiculous. Just Dang. ridiculous. LeBron's, yeah, yeah, got some got some room uh, to, you know, make some more money here. Let's see what the Cavaliers are on this list. You know the least valuable franchise in the NBA? Hmm, that's tough. Uh, they made the playoffs this year. They did. I don't know. I want to say Charlotte, but. Charlotte's number 28. Or no, sorry. Charlotte is uh, actually number 27. New Orleans. New Orleans. There it is. 1.51 billion. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, you look at the list here. Uh, you know, you got the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Timberwolves. They all made the playoffs this year. They're the three least valuable franchises. Cleveland's coming in here at guess what number? 23. 23. Oh, wow. <laughs> $1.75 billion. Wow. Jump change. Yep. That's crazy. Any guess where the Kings are on this list? Uh, 27th. They're 15. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's I mean, they're in me. California. They're in the capital of California. They have a brand yeah. new arena. What is it? Two billion. Two billion dollars for the Kings. Yeah. Man. That means I'm only uh three billion short <laughs> from buying them because you know if I make two billion dollars I gotta pay some taxes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think I need uh three billion or even more. That's absolutely crazy. Ethan wants to know about uh Orlando. What is Orlando? I saw them here on the list. Thanks, man. I'll just Actually, read. Those were pretty good guesses. Except read for the Kings. I never would have guessed they top were. Top 10, half. Knicks, Warriors, Lakers, Nets, Bulls, Celtics, Clippers, Rockets, Raptors, Mavericks. Where is Orlando on this list? Orlando, number 25, $1.69 billion. That's a little bit more in my price range. <laughs> yeah, we're just two crazy fans of the Kings. That's that's for sure. But it's okay. We're young. We're still making moves. We'll make something work. Uh, how many subscribers do we need on this channel to make a billion dollars or, or two billion dollars? I don't even, I don't know. I don't know how you calculate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. All right. Um, shout out to Matthew here for wrapping the intro. Let's talk about the Knicks here. You have some news? Yeah, it, uh, it was announced that the Knicks are going to hire Rick Brunson, who if you don't know who Rick Brunson is, he's a former player. He's also Jalen Brunson's dad. What? They're going <laughs> to hire him as an assistant coach. Just so happens that Jalen Brunson is also 
a free agent this offseason. Do you think there's any correlation there? Uh, the Knicks also need a point guard. We've seen the Knicks trade and try and sign people in the past to draw free agents because they've had a tough time drawing free agents to their to their uh, franchise. The bigger question for me is, does Jalen Brunson help this team? Does he fit in on this team? The Knicks? Yeah. Well, th- they definitely have a lot of work to do, but, yeah, I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't fit. They need a point guard. Who doesn't want to play at Madison Square Garden? Steph Curry said that over and over again. Yeah, yeah, he did. Thought he was going to New York. I remember they watching that draft. Pay him a bunch of money. And you get your dad as an assistant coach. I don't that's the thing to me. I don't know how much that actually matters to him, right? Like Yeah. It, it's I know uh, that him and his dad are close. They have a very close relationship. So does does having your dad there help your case or does it hurt your case? Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh any last thoughts on today's game before we wrap up the show here or, or before we dive into Q and A? I'm just happy that it's finally here. We finally get to watch game one of the finals. It should be a, a great game. I, I'm hoping for a, a really closely contested series. There's been a ton of blowouts in these playoffs. I don't want to see any of that stuff here in the finals. Yeah, the finals are finally here. Hopefully you guys are off later today. Uh, the game tips off here in about two hours. So make sure you're available to watch that. It's going to be an exciting series. Calvin's still taking the Celtics to win the series. I got the Warriors, I but I think we both agree Warriors are winning game one tonight. Yeah, I'll take the Warriors to win this game. I'll take the Celtics to rebound and win in game two. First points tonight? Clay. Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson. You heard it here first. All right, let's open it up to Q&A. I know we've been answering everybody's questions throughout the show. But if you guys have any last questions before we wrap up the show, drop them in the chat, and we'd be happy to answer them. To anyone that missed our show yesterday, uh, you know we gave some updates on what we plan on doing here at Basketball at the Bar over the next couple weeks. We're going to still be here live Monday through Friday for all of next week and potentially the week after that, depending on uh, how far the finals extend. Then after that, we're going to be cutting down our schedule a little bit as far as live streams every single day. We're going to still be putting out a ton of hot content, so make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell so you'll know every time we put out a new video. But we're doing rebuilds for all 30 teams in the NBA, including the team that wins the championship this season. We're going to talk about that team and what they can do to potentially repeat next year. Uh, If you checked out our channel earlier this morning, you saw that we posted four different team rebuilds from the four teams at the bottom of the Eastern Conference standings. We're going to do that for all the teams this offseason. We're going to have a ton of draft coverage. We're going to cover free agency. We're going to be doing some NBA 2K rebuilds and just other fun basketball things. You know, Calvin loves to watch game footage, so maybe he'll break down some top plays or or top stuff from last season. Uh, If you guys have any any ideas, anything that you want to see, let us know in the chat or down below in the comments because we're here for you guys. Uh, we're going to continue to to grow this channel, make it bigger. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to buy a team here uh, pretty soon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop it in the chat. Um, and please hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and share uh, this channel with all your favorite basketball fans. Any questions I missed here in the chat, Cal, that you saw? Oh. 
I don't think so. You think LeBron can buy the Cavs? I mean, he said he's going to buy a team. So, like, what would your money be on? Which team he buys? Yeah. I never that, thought D-Wade really would be tough. a partial owner yeah, of the Jazz. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> it seems to me like you when you're get when you get to the point where that's actually a realistic possibility you have to remove your um like your homer cap you know yeah. i'm sure he would love to own the calves but it may not be the most realistic scenario you know jordan probably never th- well i guess he grew up in north carolina he so wanted charlotte yeah, he wanted yeah charlotte and he got lucky maybe that they were a, a <laughs> poor team yeah. for so long but um yeah i don't know i Ethan could be right. Maybe he ends up buying a team that's not an NBA team first. We already know he's a part owner in in soccer. and uh, Yeah. Maybe he goes to so Cleveland. I'm not really sure. Requests everyone to get traded for old veterans, and then when the so team can sucks the value again, of the team, he buys them. Yeah, but the problem with that is that all NBA franchises are going up, even yeah. the bad teams, because yeah. the league is just taking the bottom with them. So. He just needs his value to go up faster than the franchise value, right? Key Kings has got a good question here. Thoughts on Gary Payton's impact tonight for the Golden State Warriors? Well, has it officially been announced that he's playing tonight? Which is very possible, you know, since we've been on the air here, I haven't looked at any updates. But the last thing I saw, it it wasn't looking, uh, it certainly wasn't 100% that he was playing. But if he does, whoa, wow. He is apparently. So if if he does, um, I think he's gonna have a a, bear, a big impact for sure. Like, not necessarily in he's gonna score you know fourteen points or whatever, but the dude is a, a phenomenal rebounder for a guy his size, and this gives them a really you know we saw him start at times just because he was a, a great defensive matchup for mm-hmm. them. I don't think he cracks the starting lineup tonight, but having him available to throw out there, uh, you know, even though he's severely undersized against somebody like Jason Tatum, just the physicality, him, his ability to, to guard for the full 94 feet, uh, put a lot of pressure on guys, starting the, their, the mm-hmm. opponent's possession late in the shot clock. So if he's on Marcus Smart or somebody like that, you know, I could see him pl- eating up the bench. You know, if Peyton Pritchard is out yep. there, that that's definitely not a good matchup for Boston. So he he will definitely have a big impact because even though he was hurt, he has the ability with his defensive skills to affect the game. Um, you know, when e- even his shot might be off or something because of because of the injury. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw the report that he is dressing for the game to play, but we don't know how much he's actually going to play. Uh, he may be in shape. Uh, having an elbow injury definitely, I guess, helps with your conditioning in, in the terms of, like, you can still run and do stuff like that. But is he going to be in basketball shape or NBA shape? I'm not quite sure. When you, your main attribute that you bring to a team is is your defensive versatility and defensive ability, that kind of leans on your conditioning, right? Because you need to be able to stay in front of your guy. I do think that this does help the Warriors in terms of, of having some more guys that they can throw on, on Jalen uh, Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart to help slow them down. I'm not expecting a huge game out of Gary Payton tonight, but if he is able to play some meaningful minutes in this game, I think uh, 
it means good things for him and the Warriors in the next few games. I think his impact tonight will be quite minimal. Um, however, like I said, if he if he has a good showing, if he feels good, if he comes out of this game healthy, I think he could have a good impact on game two, three, or four. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Otto Porter Jr. makes the biggest difference out of all three of those guys for the Warriors. Really? Yeah. Over Iguodala? Yeah. Well, Iguodala, I don't foresee playing a ton of minutes. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Even if he was 100% healthy, I'm sure they would they would and will still use him. But Porter Jr., um, you know, the fact that the, the Celtics have a size advantage, this gives them another front court guy that they trust, good rebounder for his size, capable defender, uh, you know, can hit the outside shot. That that just adds another wrinkle to what Golden State can do, yep. both offensively and defensively. Agreed. Matthew says, I wish 2K would have picks of random people for new rookies. They all look like generic, bad CG people. So long rebuilds are not near as exciting as real draft. Matthew, you can actually download draft classes in 2K uh, if somebody's created one, you know, you want to make sure that you are finding draft classes that are all created by the same person so you don't have players overlapping years. But Calvin and I have done 2K rebuilds five, six, seven years in advance, and we've downloaded draft class over and over and over again from those years. So, like, I was drafting Michael Porter Jr. five years ago yeah. or longer in 2K. And you can actually make your own draft class as well including yourself as a player. So there is really a lot of things that you can do in NBA 2K, um, but it does take time. And, uh, yeah, create some of your own draft classes. You can also download classic draft classes. So, like, if we're rebuilding the Kings and we're in, like, 2027, we can literally download the draft class for 03 and draft LeBron James the next season yep. or Shaq or, or some of these classic old draft classes. So there's definitely a, a lot of things that you can do for sure. What's good, Progressive G? Good to see you. Yeah, you enjoyed yesterday's show. We broke down kind of the offseason for four different teams, uh, and we're going to continue to do that because – that's fun for us. So um, if there's any teams that you'd like us to cover, you know, in the next couple shows, let us know. Otherwise, we're just going to kind of take it one at a time from the bottom of the standings up. And Started uh, from the bottom. Yeah. Here. We also talked about a potential Rudy Gobert trade to um, the Raptors. So if you guys have Don't any. Don't do it, Toronto. <laughs> if you guys it. have any rumors or any things like that that you want us to discuss. Drop it down below in the comments, and we'll put it on the schedule for the next show. And, uh, you know, we love talking about stuff like that. Progressive G says, my MVP pick for the series is Tatum. Assist leader Curry, most surprising player Horford. What about rebounds? Did you see our, our, uh, our rebounds? I, w- I want to know your thoughts on most total rebounds for the series. Because that's tough. That is really tough. Because rebounding is like, you got to be in the right position. And then it's like, whether your team shoots bad or the other team shoots bad, it makes more rebounding opportunities for you. If you're a good offensive rebounder or you're a better defensive rebounder, stuff like that. Williams for rebound. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick at all. Horford's the better rebounder on the team, though, Ethan. Yeah. Yeah, Calvin's got Looney as well. I have Horford. Yep. 
All right, guys, I think we are going to wrap up the show. Thank you all so much for joining us. Please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button. We will be back tomorrow uh, to break down this exciting finals game today. Calvin, any last thoughts before we end the show? <laughs> you ain't playing like an old man right now, that's for sure. No, have fun watching the, the game. I know I will. Yeah, thank you guys so much for watching. We appreciate you all spending, uh, you know, an hour of your day or even less with us. So thank you guys. Uh, we will see you all tomorrow. And in the meantime, don't forget to tip your bartender.